This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, we now bring you a discussion on Global Economic Growth Projection by IMF. The participants are Santosh Tiwari, Economic Analyst and R.A. Madan Mohan, Journalist. Santosh Ji, a few days ago, the IMF has slashed global growth forecast for 2019. It was actually moving the numbers down from 3.6% in 2018 and now it says it's going to be only 3.3% this year. Can we look at the reasons for the slowdown that IMF is forecasting as well as the impact upon the RBI policy as well as the domestic impact? What you just said was it's the growth projection of IMF for the global growth rate that has come down from 3.6 to 3.3 this year, expected to. It will catch up again in the next two years. That's what they are saying. But what is important in the IMF projection is that though India's growth projection, they have reduced by 0.2%, the underlying theme is that India remains the fastest growing economy in the coming times, in two, three, four, five years' time. That is a very good signal for the country. Because while China would be having a growth of around 6%, Indian economy would be having a growth of over 7%. So as per IMF estimates, 7.3% for this year and 7.5% for next financial year, which is very good. Even RBI has projected that India's economy would grow at around 7%. So though IMF, if you compare it with its earlier projection, it has reduced the projection by 0.2%, which doesn't mean anything at all. Mainly because of two reasons, you know. What is happening in India? Growth seems to be little bit of tapering. And also, the global growth scenario is not that good right now. So because of these two things... IMF has reduced India's projection also for the next year and the coming year by 0.2%. But India can always catch up through increased reforms. And in the medium term, IMF says that India's growth would be around 7.75%, which is very good. So in totality, if you look at what IMF is projecting for India this year, next year and coming years, it clearly shows that Indian economy would be a leading economy in terms of global growth, which will attract investors to India. So the way these projections are coming, due to the global growth little bit on the lower side, Indian growth also, though these projections are saying that would go down, the biggest plus for Indian economy today is that we are sitting at a place where if we support our growth projections, if we support our economy through sustained reform measures, we can even grow by 7.5%. And if everything goes well, this 7.75%, which IMF is saying would come in the medium term, can come in even early. So, Santoshi, as you said, the IMF has said the bright spot is the developing and emerging markets, of which India is one of the developing countries, and we will sustain global growth. The RBI has brought interest rates down twice this year by 0.5%, 0.25, What do you feel is the future course? Will it remain in a kind of accommodative stance, foreseeable future this year and next year? And what are the risks to our economy, if any? Again, this growth has to be seen in the context of what RBI is doing and what interest rate projection would be in this year and coming years. It's a very important factor because one of the reasons which is being seen as India's growth getting little tapered 
is lack of investment and interest rate plays a great role in that what has happened rbi cuts interest rates mainly in the backdrop of what is inflation projection what has happened in last one year or so especially last year what has happened that rbi could not project inflation in the manner in which it should have been inflation came in lower than expected it always mm-hmm. thought and parliament mandates rbi yes. keep inflation inflation plus minus 2% it's mandate so it has to do that and based on that it has to decide on monetary policy and rate cuts so if your projection goes awry if your projection is not right then obviously you take the economy to a wrong course that's what in fact happened last one year what has happened rbi always thought or projected that inflation can go up inflation could be above 4% so they kept themselves away from cutting interest rates which impacted economy today still we have one of the highest real rates of interest real interest so effectively real interest rate just to tell our listeners that um, the inflation rate is about hardly 2.6% and the repo rate is 6% so that's the massive 3.4% real rate which and, kills investments yes. and if you compare it with other countries where your industry is going and the developing economies where you have interest rates you know so our businessmen our industry is facing this brunt of this high real interest rates so interest rates have to be cut down and when you needed it so badly in last one year when green shoots were being seen when you were doing reforms when the government was going great guns on reforms at that time if this interest rate cut would have come industry would have got a support in terms of lower cost for raising funds you know that has not happened now we are at a position where inflation is expected to be below 4% or around 4% rbi has cut repo rate twice by 25 basis points but we need to cut rates more now rbi in this first bimonthly policy for this financial year rbi has cut the interest rate by repo rate by 25 basis points although industry would have loved if rbi would have cut the rates by 50 basis points so yes. there is a room for cutting interest rates more but obviously rbi would be looking at monsoon situation you talked about risks so what kind of monsoons you will be having there are different reports some reports are saying that maybe you won't have a normal monsoon this year so this is one that's an inflation risk yes second rbi also has to look at you know global scenario you have trade tensions the tensions between china and the us in terms of trade so all those things are there global growth is not looking up it may go up but by slightly it has gone down this year so all those things then you have to look at oil prices also oil and prices. the currency because yeah. we are an importing yeah. nation yeah. you have to look at cad also current account deficit yes. so all those things rbi has to look at and then take a decision but in today's india's economy cutting interest rates by rbi is one of the important mm-hmm. factors and going ahead if two things which matter the most in terms of how fast you will be achieving or growth rate gdp growth rate of 7.5% 8% would largely depend on what kind of sustained reforms the next government comes and takes big measures and how rbi cuts interest rates to support industry these two would be two major points so santosh ji there's another point here that is the rbi can keep cutting rates but the bond market the prices the yields may not come down potentially as you said because the inflation expectations but also within the banks etc the transmission of these lower interest rates how do you ensure the transmission actually goes straight to industry that's a big challenge for rbi also even earlier also rbi had this problem of ensuring how the transmission goes to the industry but if you cut in 25 basis points 
then obviously you will have a transmission maximum of 10 basis points you know but if on a sustained basis if you cut reduce repo rates and also indicate that your stance monetary policy stance will be accommodative you would show that no we will be not tilting towards growth but yes growth would also which this rbi governor mr saktikant das he has said that you know we will not leave out growth inflation management as our primary goal but we will not leave out growth if rbi has this view of ensuring that you know interest rates will be very much in line with what is the inflation projection but that line would not be such which impacts growth adversely if this support is there from rbi and the projection is in the right direction and then government goes beyond you know gst rera ibc which are great reforms and the benefits of these reforms you know have already started coming in and these reforms will be much more deeper the impact will be much more deeper going ahead and then if the new government comes and starts venturing into reforms you know land reforms factory reforms all those reforms which have not come these are all big reforms which have happened so now next generation of reforms if the new government comes and starts doing it then these two will combine rbi's monetary policy and your fiscal policy will combine and then whatever is the projection today of 7.3% for this year or 7.5% for next year this growth will great get a great impetus you know after the new government comes so uh, santoshi uh, the other aspect is the private sector investment and uh, as you just said the the growth should uh, pick up now i think in this year there's been somewhat of a 10% uh, increase uh, in the private sector investment over the corresponding period last year so is private sector investment picking up because i know there are aspects of npas that are preventing the loan uh, transmission uh, to uh, private uh, private sector companies but in general uh, it seems that the private sector investment cycle is also picking up now is that correct there are signs okay. so grassroots green there shoots is, yeah there are signs see you had two problems why private sector investment was not picking up during 2007 8 9 i i would say or even little part of 10 you had this dream in indian economy of 10% growth so banks were lending industry was taking loans etc so everybody thought 10% growth is a given that didn't happen now that created two problems one is your npa problems some in genuine some cooked and then you had this problem of capacity utilization because you were sitting on idle capacity so now now what has happened in 2018 2019 and some part of 17 also slowly but steadily capacity utilization of the industry is going up or is showing signs in different segments of going up it's around 75 76% 75% over 75% now the moment capacity utilization touches or goes towards 80% fresh investments will start coming up so as i said i'll repeat again if you have this combination of fiscal policy and monetary policy in terms of economic reforms and monetary support in terms of reduced interest rates better environment for reducing cost of funds etc and then if your capacity utilization is improving then you will have appetite to invest more that may be 2 3 quarters still 2 3 quarters away but signs are there itself so santosh if we look at the overall picture it appears that we've been through a very transitional stage uh, over the last uh, say 5 years 5 6 years even i might say because the npa problem the uh, backlog of bad loans and the indebtedness and overcapacity which we are now working through so given that environment it seems that actually india could be a bright as you said bright and shining spot in the world economy 
going forward, if only we have uh, maybe a year or so before there is an international, people saying there might be an international recession or whatever. So we should be looking forward to that in a sense because and getting our own house in order. But would the growth for that be necessarily export-led or would it be domestic-led growth? There is no doubt that even now India is the brightest spot. The growth rate suggests that. Yes. And all projections say that India's growth rate would be maximum. If there is a global recession, if there is a global recession, etc., that may impact India, Indian growth also. But the whole point, again, is that you are at a position where you have this huge consumer base in India. And then you have outside world also, export-led world also, where you will have to increase competitiveness. But the very fact that you have a huge consumer base gives you great chance to attract foreign investment, attract domestic investment, good pace of infrastructure growth and combine all these to get a good GDP growth rate, which is above 7.5%, 8%. So it's a big, big opportunity for India. That is how I look at it. So far, we have potentially not seen the massive inflows that were expected with the Make in India plan, etc. Potentially, I guess, because there was overcapacity issues and the economy wasn't really in need of that huge investment. So I guess it's a kind of a, everyone is watching from outside and saying, okay, is the demand there? Yes, the demand is there. And suddenly everyone jumps in. Is that what happens in these situations from abroad in terms of investment? Whatever has happened in last five years or so in terms of FDI also, if you leave out last year or so, India has been the biggest spot in terms of attracting FDI. I'll take just one example. Manufacture of mobile handsets. Now, if you look at the number of units you know, which have come up in India, if you look at the future plans of all MNCs, you would understand what kind of investments have come or can come if you create that kind of atmosphere. Attracting investment is not a problem. It's just that you are on the verge of a situation where you have to create that kind of atmosphere where it comes in droves. So it's up to the government. It's up to the bureaucracy. It's up to the industries. It's up to the, the politicians. Yes. Yeah. And it's up to the institutions, you know, like RBI. To just combine and utilize this opportunity to take the growth to the levels of 8%, 9%, which we perceived. So, so good news to come. Thank you very much, Santoshi. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on global economic growth projection by IMF. The participants were Santosh Tiwari, economic analyst, and R. Madan Mohan, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website newsonair.nic.in. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsgtalks at gmail.com.